I'm Jennifer Clare, and this is Kitchen Radio. This cooking podcast takes place in a different home kitchen every episode, where my guest teaches me how to cook one of their favorite dishes. I've been a culinary instructor for 18 years and run a cooking school for home cooks in New York City, but truthfully, I'm always more interested in what other people are cooking. Some of my guests are professional chefs, and just as many are passionate home cooks. I'm a teacher at heart, so I'm packing my microphone so you have a chance to learn right along with me. Well, folks, it's been a minute, or more like eight months since my last podcast episode, and I've been busy. Reinventing our little brick-and-mortar cooking school in New York City into a borderless virtual cooking school for home cooks all over the country and beyond. Although welcoming people into our cooking school is currently out the window, it has been replaced by something that I would dare say is just as intimate, joining together in everyone's home kitchens. I'm a voyeur at heart and peeking into people's home kitchens and seeing what kinds of utensils they use and what brands of olive oil they buy is endlessly fascinating for me. This is not, there is not one of us that has not had to change direction this year and I'm grateful that our cooking school community has only expanded during this time. And speaking of gratitude, I decided to come out of podcast hibernation with a topic I could talk about forever with a person I could talk about food with forever, a Thanksgiving chat with Meredith Hewer. We are sitting outside on Meredith's back porch in our shared hometown of Beacon, New York, since it's the only place we can be together and maskless. We waited for an unseasonably warm day to record this episode, and while recording a podcast outdoors is not necessarily advisable, these are special times, so enjoy the ambient noises of the East Coast in November. If this is your first time tuning into our podcast or you're a regular subscriber and you want to pull back the curtain and take a live cooking class with me, no matter where you live, Please visit our school's website, homecookingny.com, to see what virtual cooking classes we're offering each week. And happy Thanksgiving, whether it's a modified 2020 version or you're looking ahead to 2021 when we'll all be celebrating our wishbones off. Toodaloo! All right, well, here we are in lovely Beacon, New York. I am sitting on the back porch of Meredith Hewer's home. In our beautiful small town, in the background, you may hear children's peeling voices because you live right next to an elementary school. Anyways, it's been eight months since uh, the kitchen radio podcasting has been in effect. You've got a pretty good excuse. (laughs) Pretty good excuse. The same excuse as everyone. But I figured it was time to get back into the swing of things. I'd say a couple of things have inspired me to come out of uh, podcast hibernation. Um, One is the series of gorgeous days that keeps sort of spreading out before us, um, despite it being November. I keep waiting for lockdown and not being able to see people outside, but today it is 63 and pretty gorgeous sun. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up and I feel like people are always asking me about, you know, what to cook and how to cook and all those things for Thanksgiving. So I feel like this is a good time to sort of come back onto the airwaves and chit chat about Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, last last effort. So we are doing things a little bit differently now. Kitchen radio is typically done. Uh, having me go into someone's home kitchen and they teach me how to do something. Actually, I've already done a podcast with you. That, we did, you know, like yeah, a year lamb. Ago. Lamb chops, <laughs> we cooked three different kinds of lamb chops and we discussed which we thought were the best. Um, so I can't go into people's home kitchens anymore, but I can visit people on their back porches, al fresco. So that's where we are today. And, uh, and obviously, you're the perfect person for me to start this a reunion re- a reunion tour <laughs> of the Kitchen Radio podcast, because uh, you're my favorite, my favorite guest, co-host, Aww. all those. Aww, yes. Thank you. Well, you know, we used to have a <laughs> podcast together called Chewing the Fat with Jennifer and Meredith, and 
we did what we do best. I still is, miss that. Yeah, just chit-chatting about food and then eating food together. Although we can't even eat any food together because we can't be in your kitchen. No, but I we did. can, we can. We're gonna drink whistles. water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While we tape. Yeah. So I thought we would just sort of get, get started on what Thanksgiving, obviously, Thanksgiving 2020, the one for the books, lots of very, very small feasts. Um, kind of the way that I'm getting around the fact that I am so guttingly disappointed that I'm not in Los Angeles with my brother and his partner Jason and my sister and all of their friends, which is where we typically go, um, is that I feel like I'm gonna cook a dinner this year, a Thanksgiving meal that will resemble no other Thanksgiving meal I've ever made. I don't want any traditional foods. Mm. Or I do want traditional Thanksgiving foods, but I don't want traditional foods that I equate with family gatherings because it's just going to be kind of, it's going to make it even harder for me to do um, and to enjoy. Uh, my sister is going to come if she can get a COVID test in time. She mm -hmm. is in right, line. Right, can't get tests. Can now. I get tests? And she didn't realize until recently that she had to get this COVID test, but I guess she is in line with many, many people who are trying to go visit family, despite mm -hmm. it not being advisable. Uh, advisable. <laughs> <laughs> so we may still just be the four of us, my immediate family, having Thanksgiving. So what are you doing for Thanksgiving this year? It's just gonna be the four of us. Um, normally, my mom and my stepdad would be here, mm -hmm. so we're super sad not to have them. Right, and they're in Vienna. They're They've been there stuck since in Austria March. since yeah. March. Um, and, I mean, stuck. <laughs> Could be worse. Well, I guess if you're anywhere for long enough, you can feel stuck. Yes, Even if you're and I think in they do. The Bahamas. Yeah, I think especially my mom. This is going to hit my mom hard. Um, and actually, we alternate years with um, Tom's brother and sister-in-law and our niece, where we go to Michigan to see them, or they come here to see us. It would be their turn to come and see us, but um, we won't be seeing them either. And often, my sister joins us from the city and we won't be seeing her either. So <laughs> it's gonna be small. Um, but I actually, I love Thanksgiving. I love the food we eat for Thanksgiving. And so I'm, I am kind of sticking with, mm. I, well, I haven't thought a ton about it. It was great that we're doing this because you made me right. think about it. We're T minus seven days yes, right now. Yes, so um, I do have a turkey reserve. <laughs> At Adams or where? Uh, from the health food store in town. Okay. I, it was very hard to get a small turkey. You know, yes. normally we want probably like an 18 to 20 pound turkey yeah. for everybody. And um, I wanted like 12 pound turkey. Yeah. And um, you know what thought I had was, did farmers anticipate much, much smaller um, gatherings for Thanksgiving? Because you, I don't know how old the turkey is when it's right, slaughtered. Would, how, like, how long ago did they have to sort of forecast think about this. not needing a lot of 25 pound turkeys, but actually needing to stock up on the... Eight to, t eight to ten variety. Yeah, I I was thinking the same thing. I don't know, but there were definitely. Um, I first reserved my turkey from Adams because I didn't think they had one at the health food store, and I was a sixteen. They all the smaller ranges were gone. Were gone so hmm. that's not very forward thinking of those turkey farmers. <laughs> I mean, how do you do that? You just hatch. You just do the whole process later. I think you just have to slaughter them earlier, is my guess. But and these then turkeys are fresh. Them. I know. Well, I guess you have to do a little more frozen turkeys. You know right. what I did this year, which is again trying to sort of do everything a little differently. Is I I ordered only a turkey breast, one of those oh, wow. double breasts on a bone because it could yeah. at the most were four or five people. Sure. And I like turkey, but honestly, in the lineup of yeah. turkey uh, of Thanksgiving Day 
menu items. It's not at your the bottom. Thing. I love it. I love the soup afterwards that you make with the yes. carcass. And no, I won't get a carcass out of it. And I am actually really curious to cook a small turkey because I never have. And you're always, you know, it's always that dance of yeah. like getting it's it. It's going to cook so fast. It's going to cook fast. Yeah. And I think it's going to be moist all over yeah. because it cooks a little faster. So I am. So let's start there. What, what are you doing to your bird this year? Well, normally I don't plan ahead long enough, far enough um, to do anything special to it. And also it's so big that it, that limits me too. Mm -hmm. But I think I might brine it this year in, in a just a regular liquid salt, salt sugar brine. Water. Yeah, I, I don't know much about brining. Do you have any suggestions? Uh, my suggestion is not to brine it. Oh. So, well, I actually, I am going to brine mine. Mine is in a brine of sorts, but I guess I don't think of it that way. I'm doing a buttermilk brine. So it's- Oh, I just read about that. It could be just, it's the easiest thing ever. It's just buttermilk only. There's mm -hmm. no, you don't mix it with water. And I think for every quart of buttermilk, you put in a tablespoon of kosher salt. And mm. so it's a very salty, sour buttermilk mixture and you submerge your whole turkey in that. Oh. So it's- it's moist. It has um, the tenderizing effects of milk, buttermilk, mm -hmm. um, and it also just gives it a little bit of a tang. Like a tang, yeah. Because yeah, I great. definitely love that. Um, so to me, that's that's dead simple. I did see that. You know, How long do you have to brine it for? Overnight. Before? Okay. I'm only doing the breast, that. so yeah. it only needs overnight. I think if you're doing a whole bird, possibly you could do it up to two days before. Yeah. But I don't like the water brine because I think it makes it artificially juicy like yes it does oh, plump it up yeah but to me that's not really what i want it plumped with mm -hmm. so right, i don't watery. i know and i'm gonna really alienate a lot of people because people go crazy for the brine i've had i've only had a brine turkey once my brother did one and i remember it being delicious almost too salty for me because mm. i don't i'm not a big salter yeah um so the buttermilk brown actually sounds like a good solution yeah Maybe that's a semen no rot. yeah uh yeah. She does that with just whole chickens, and I've done that so many times, oh. and I love it. Yeah, um, that sounds good. So I do. Uh, I'm definitely going to do that yeah. for the turkey. And every year, I I kind of like every year when my mom was still alive, and she had Thanksgiving in her house. Like every year, she like had amnesia, and we'd be like, I don't know how to roast a turkey. <laughs> I love it with gravy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would only do whatever the New York Times would tell her to do that year, like because they they try to reinvent the wheel, like yeah. the front page of like the, the of the section being like, this year you're gonna deep fry it, this year you're gonna brine it, this year you're gonna spatchcock it. Yeah, and she would just basically follow along. So this year, I kind of I'm I'm not as bold with with my turkey cooking, I like to sort of mix up the side dishes because that's where I feel like there's more creativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty straightforward with the turkey. I do, I normally I stuff the bird with the stuffing, but I have a feeling oh. there's not going to be much of a cavity there to put stuffing in. So, huh. um, yeah, I don't um, do that either. Dressing versus stuffing. That was something I, my mother never Wait, what's the difference between dressing stuffing and stuffing? Stuffing is stuffing in the bird, oh. and dressing is stuffing outside the bird. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that that was the difference. Yeah. And so it's so, <laughs> like, you get the benefits of all the turkey juices, but the stuff on the, on the dressing on the outside, you get that crispy crust. So I mix them, because you can oh. never fit enough That's true. Right. in so you the have, turkey. So I always have a separate tray, and then I mix them, and you get some of those yummy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what how we'll do that, but and there I'm very traditional. Just What's that? You know, cubed bread, lots of celery, apple, um, onion. Yeah, I like a good. I like fruit in there too. Yeah, yeah, I definitely that or even some like a 
couple chopped up dried prunes or dried plums as they oh, call them. Oh, that sounds good. Something a little bit sweet mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. to go in there. I'm actually, like I said, changing it all up. I usually do a cornbread, pecan, shiitake mushroom, mm. oh, yum. chestnut stuffing. But even I'm getting tired of that. It's like one of my favorite things, but yeah. this year I'm doing corn, uh, I'm doing spoon bread. But oh wow! Old school. It's basically like cornbread, but you fold in beaten egg whites into it, so it's like more souffle. Yeah. And a little bit of custardy, like because mm -hmm. it's got a lot of milk in it. It's not. Yeah, it's so good, and it's it's close enough to stuffing that it can act as the stuffing uh -huh. placeholder on the plate. Yeah. But it will feel different. And it's also got the colors. Of I was stuffing. just going to say the color would be beautiful. So it's just a pale yellow. yellow. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to get some yeah. like good polenta. I want some coarse ground cornmeal. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah. A lot of the recipes I read um, are white cornmeal. But I always, when I'm cooking side dishes for Thanksgiving, I think primarily of the color. What is the plate going to look yeah. like? Yeah. yeah. So when I was growing up, we never even had mashed potatoes. I did not know mashed potatoes were part of a Thanksgiving meal. You just had sweet potatoes? Only sweet potatoes. Mm -hmm. And because my, my mother was the same way. And she's like, why would you choose a, <laughs> a white potato if you have the option to have an orange <laughs> potato? I um, feel the same, but I would never get away with no mashed potatoes. So yeah. we will definitely be having mashed potatoes. Although I do, because um, I'm trying not to have too much dairy, we do the olive oil mashed potatoes Ooh, your good. recipe uh -huh. with roasted garlic which is yeah. delicious super delicious and a little lighter because you do have so many uh -huh. dishes going on so i will also just mention uh listeners it is november and this is when you order your oil oleo novello is right now that's the new olive oil so oh. they press olive oil is only pressed once a year they are harvested in in october and pressed and so the oil that comes out of the out of the olive that's unfiltered and it's like just been pressed mm. is insane. I found out in 1992 when I lived in Italy for my junior year abroad, I lived with the family and I was there in the fall and I was like, what is this stuff, this green gold? And it's like this, in, it's like a celebration and they don't export a lot of this because mm. it's so um, unstable and it doesn't last for very long people just gobble it up this first new oil because the rest of it which you need to last for a full year you need to um, screen it like to filter out right. a lot of it because if it has debris in it it goes um, rancid. rancid quicker mm -hmm. so where do you get it I just ordered it from Italy directly from wow. Italy so last year I got it from California has a big olive population mm -hmm. a population but or <laughs> olive harvest yeah and so I got it from there but I was like you know I feel like the world has sort of shrunk all of a sudden even though people can't travel I feel like reaching out to people in Italy is so much more humdrum than it used to be and that's because I'm teaching online cooking classes mm -hmm. and so and people come from all over the world and I have teachers now in India and Argentina like the world is shrinking hmm. because we are all in this together like the whole world is experiencing the same thing yeah so somehow reaching out to this guy in Italy and I, I found out about them through somebody I follow on Instagram Elizabeth Minkili and uh, and I just am desperately jealous every time she you know the fall rolls around and she mm -hmm, pours this mm -hmm. green off so i just ordered six bottles 
Nice. From Italy. And one of them, just so you know, is destined for you. Oh, I can't wait to taste yeah. it. Because I don't want to give it to just anybody. I only I need somebody who will like really appreciate it. Oh, I will appreciate it. Yeah. We are, yeah, we go through we so much olive oil. Won't get it in time for your olive oil mashed potatoes. No, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, that sounds that sounds fantastic. Yeah. I think I did a, if you look back podcast listers, I did a sidebar about extra virgin olive oil and I talked about Olio Novello and I probably talked about it last year, 2019. Back when I was, we were all oblivious to what was coming of us. Yeah. yeah. But here we are. Yeah. In the middle of it now. All right. So let's talk next steps here. Cranberry sauce. Are you straight up cranberry? <laughs> cranberry plus ingredients? Well, I bought my traditional two cans of cran oh. cranberry jelly uh, two yesterday. Two cans <laughs> for four people? <laughs> well, Cleveland will eat a can by himself. Well, the crows are There's our crows, getting in. Right. We get all the ambient, <laughs> all the ambient outdoor yeah. East Coast. Um, I don't sound. know. There's something comforting to me about just scooping the can, the jellied out and putting it in can shape on yeah. the table. But um, but we make we make well yeah for this we'll probably make one batch homemade and I I I've tried a lot of different cranberry sauce recipes you know with port and ginger mm -hmm. and um, I do like some like some orange zest in there. Yep. But I haven't done any research this year to to think of something uh, more exciting. I did, yeah, I did candied ginger once. That was a little too much. Like there's yeah, I think that's too sweet. Yeah, yeah. I like cranberry sauce to be the tart. My yeah. rule of thumb is cranberries plus two ingredients. Cranberry mm. plus two. Okay. So you can add any two ingredients, and you're probably going to make a great sauce. But if you tried to add too much, it gets it gets kind of muddled yeah. right from yeah. the cranberry. So if you were adding orange zest, what would you add as your as fresh a, ginger? Mm -hmm. So I love ginger, mm -hmm. but the candy ginger is too sweet. But if you yeah. just grate fresh ginger in there, so yeah. I do a lot of like I'll do because clementines are all over the place at this time. Of yeah. Year. So I do clementine zest, clementine juice, mm -hmm. cranberries and fresh ginger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's one. And then I like my more sort of nod to Turkish Persian cranberry sauce, um, pomegranate molasses and dates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because pomegranate molasses is sweet, but it's also really right um, sour on the outside. And then the dates are just yeah. a really great burst. Well, and this is actually pomegranate season. Yeah. Normally we, I, I think maybe we will before Thanksgiving, we get a box of uh, pomegranates from my husband's That's right. farm. So They're the I'm, ones with the walnuts too, Yeah, right? exactly. So I'm sprinkling pomegranate pretty much on everything for <laughs> Thanksgiving because it's so pretty. I haven't seen pomegranates in the store yet. Oh, they're there. Okay. They're there. I haven't. For sure. I have not yeah. looked around yet. Yeah. All right. So I would say the next topic of conversation, just moving along in sort of how I mentally create the meal, mm -hmm. is the elusive green vegetable. Like you always need something green for me, for color, yeah. Yeah. but also because you just feel like, there's so much heavy, starch, mm -hmm. rich, sweet mm -hmm. stuff that you got to kind of temper it with a little bit of a something savory. So mm -hmm. what's your green vegetable? You know, we often do green beans. Yeah. Um, I kind of can't think beyond green beans. I, I don't even know what else well, to I th consider. I think sprouts. you I do Brussels sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we often are. I, f I find myself wanting something that's not cooked because it's so much cooked yeah. stuff. So we'll make a salad, but the salad never gets eaten. No, so, because you can't put a salad on a Thanksgiving no. plate. But what you too can, many hot things. When, what you can put, I think, holds up is this delicious um, raw collard salad that Ooh. I make. It's from Bon Appetit. It's um, 
you slice the collards thin. You kind of, you know, do like a roulade. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Uh, chiffonade. Chiffonade, thank yeah. you. I knew you it, first it, it, of all, you, first you do a roulade by rolling <laughs> roulade, them up and, and then, then you, you chiffonade it. It's a two-step process. And um, cut it thin and then you like beat it up with some olive oil. It's like, like a kale salad. Kind of like a kale salad, but, and then you, you do a very light um, dressing, which is apple cider vinegar and a little bit of honey. And, oh. but there's a little bit of spice to it. And um, like cayenne or some, I think Aleppo I add pepper? just like some red pepper flakes okay. of some sort. Yeah. But the yeah. other nice thing about it is you can make this seed brittle with um, sunflower seeds, pepitos, and sesame oh, seeds. I am loving and this. It's idea. so yummy. It's super delicious. Do you just toss the, the pumpkin seeds with oil and toast them, or do you put some sort of sugar in You actually thing do on a them? honey oh. mix and then you, you know, you cook it up and let it kind of become Thick one it, thing, uh, yeah. yeah, become a brittle, and then you break it up into the salad. And it's that just a yummy, great. you know, between the, the chewiness of the collards and the chewiness of the brittle, because it's not like a hard brittle. Right, that makes so much more sense than a salad. Salad's too light. Like yeah, exactly, you need some weight with gravitas. it. But it still feels green in that, you know, kind of healthy way. Yeah. And it's beautiful, the collards are, you know, a nice right. deep Right, when you green. don't cook them, when, they, when you cook them, they turn that dark green, Mushy. but when they are yeah. beautiful, that, I totally thank you for that. It's a great recipe, um, and yeah, it's from Bon Appetit. And there is some spice to it, and you can obviously yeah. make that however spicy you well, want. Well, spice is kind of missing from the traditional things. Exactly. Here, you know, yeah. Yeah. To be in there. Yeah, it's a nice, and it's and it is something that it's fine if it it can handle being next to warm food. It mm -hmm. can mix yep. in with things yep, yep. well. So yeah, I think I haven't honestly I haven't done it before, but that that's what I'm thinking this year. Okay. Doing. I like that idea because yeah, I only ever do green beans, and I'm just tired of them. I don't have enough people who love Brussels sprouts in my family, so I have to kind of, I've never even considered them. You know, Brussels sprouts, I, the other, I, I was roasting Brussels sprouts for years and years and years, and then I just, you know, you hit the wall. Yeah. I still haven't hit the wall with roasted cauliflower, but <laughs> I will never hit the wall. With <laughs> I don't think I will either, but I never think about cauliflower for Thanksgiving. That doesn't seem right. No, unless why. you're doing, I know some people are doing cauliflower mash who are like oh, trying yeah. to avoid. Um, well, they think it's quote starch. unquote healthier. Yeah. They do half cauliflower, half russets. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Which actually it would give it, good flavor. Exactly. More complex flavor. flavor. But not for like health concerns. It's yeah. Just, to, to have health concerns at Thanksgiving is... I know. It's out that the window. one day. Well, I'm still trying to stay away from gluten, but okay. the stuffing will have Well, real, you can real so easily. First of all, just so you know, spoon bread is 100% gluten-free. Gluten-free, yeah, yeah. So I would... Yeah, I might, I might have to rethink the stuffing thing. I think the boys are pretty hooked on stuffing, so... Yeah. And I'm fine with that. You I think have, it's beautiful. You and... have like 14 to 15 feet. Oh, you have so many more. Like you have like 20 feet worth of boys. Yeah. Between your husband <laughs> yeah. and two sons. Big, they are so big stomachs. Big ears. <laughs> yeah, totally. They're both running right now, so they're just like rah. rah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, but uh, but yeah. Oh, back to Brussels sprouts. So I have started um, sautéing them instead, mm -hmm. and they they don't become mushy. They they're a little stiffer, and you have to make sure they're cooked. It's sort of a you know. Do you blanch them first or you just cook no, them No, I haven't raw. been blanching them. There's okay. a great recipe um, that has, um, I feel like I've made it for you. It has like a whole head of garlic that you caramelize mm. um, in balsamic vinegar. And, and then you also, it's a little complicated. <laughs> you, um, you, you candy some lemon peel and what's another thing that's in it? It's got some nuts of some sort There's in it. Many, maybe multi maybe it's pine nuts. But it's really good, and you end up, you just saute the, um, 
the Brussels sprout. You know, you sort of let, let them sit in the pan for like five minutes and, and then, then stir. And then you with all this gorgeous. No, it's all, um, it's all kind of separate and then you compose it after. It's huh. from, I can't remember where the recipe's well, from. Well, listeners, if you're listening, uh, in the show notes, You'll we put, will have yeah, a I'll link find it to for every you. recipe we've talked about. So it, don't don't despair. We will find it by the time we yeah. upload this. <laughs> and this that this one's I think too complicated for Thanksgiving. Unless right. you're just bringing a side, it's a. I think I've brought it as a side when I've been invited other right. places. And then it's like there's not, not a just lot of Brussels that going sprouts. on. Right. Yeah, not yeah. a lot of that going on for this another year. year. You kind of have to pull off the whole meal because there's just it's less true. people to contribute. Yeah, you're on your own. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know if I would recommend that Brussels sprout recipe for this Thanksgiving, but it's a good one to have in your pocket because it's special. Yeah. You know what I was, I got interviewed by USA Today this week because they were looking for, you know, just ideas for families. Actually, they had gotten in touch with me because I'm a cooking teacher and they said, what do you do if somebody has to take care of the whole Thanksgiving meal this year? Because they're not doing it with family. It's their first time doing it and they're on their mm -hmm. own. And, uh, and I said, definitely outsource as much as you need to to enjoy the holiday, but plan to make one thing mm -hmm. at least. Like more, I'm gonna cook everything, but that's me. But you have to figure out what your threshold is. Like you don't wanna hate the holiday just cause you've gotta cook everything. So yeah. there's plenty of restaurants, local restaurants that would love your support. Yeah. So get what you need to, and then be like, I'm going to make an apple pie. The I'm best. gonna make yeah. the cranberry sauce. Yeah. And um, and I was also suggesting that this is a good year to learn someone's signature recipe. So if like Aunt Dolly has Can't like come, the most kick-ass yeah. stuffing, she needs to get on Zoom at a certain time with all of her nieces and nephews and grandchildren and teach them how to make that stuffing. It's yeah, time to like down. share, mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's a great way, yeah, to connect with people who you would normally be seeing yeah. and, and honor them. Zoom is so the... easy. It's free for 45 minutes to anybody or just FaceTime. Like, I feel like don't don't throw Thanksgiving out the window. You just got to kind of yeah, yeah. reinvent it. So what do you do for dessert? Well, I always feel like by the time the meal's over, I'm like, I'll deal with dessert tomorrow. You know, um, normally pumpkin pie and apple pie mm -hmm. but this year i think i'm going to make this um i just saw it in the new york times it's a pumpkin fudge tort dang oh my god it sounds so, so rich <laughs> yeah it's not light but it looks so good and it kind of you know it's got the pumpkin nod to the season yeah. but it's not super pumpkin-y e pumpkin-y does it look like chocolate Yes. It's so like it's a so it's like a it's yeah, it's like a chocolate um it's not flourless, but it looks like kind of a thin, you know, rich yeah. chocolate cake with a little hint of pumpkin and then uh, you know, about an inch and a half thick uh topping of whipped cream. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean you have to have whipped cream on top of every dessert. Yeah, yeah. So. I liked it when we when we usually do it with a big group, we have like a giant bowl of whipped cream and then all the desserts sort mm -hmm. of around it. So like mm -hmm. you take whatever dessert you want and then it's, it's like gravy. It up. Yeah, yeah. Schlag it up. <laughs> I want that on a shirt. Schlag it up. Yeah. It's like yeah. the gravy. So yeah. like you put gravy on everything on your Thanksgiving plate where you put whipped cream. Yeah. So this I'm the literally your polar opposite. I try to go super tangy light because mm. again i'm just like not i can't even eat after i eat thanksgiving yeah so i'm doing i i found you and i troll the same website so it was probably on my instagram feed but it's a cranberry curd tart so Ooh. instead of lemon like a lemon curd tart yeah this is made with cranberries and so it's like just about the most gorgeous beautiful tart yeah in a crust made out of ground hazelnuts or pecans or some sort of ground nut 
Are you straining crust. out the cranberry skins? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes, yes, yes. Because when you make cranberries, they pop. Right. And all you have to do is sort of press that through a strainer. Yeah. It's not even arduous. Are there little seeds? Well, I didn't make it yet. I saw the picture. There was no <laughs> seeds in the picture. I made but something. there will definitely be seeds in mine because I probably will not put it through. The, I don't want to be fine too enough fussy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could yeah. probably put it through cheesecloth. Yeah. That's oh, that not. sounds amazing. I Yeah, I hear you. And I think the way I cook for Thanksgiving is basically like, I give it my all and I don't plan to cook again until Monday. Yeah. So oh, you've got plenty I'll make of two desserts. Yeah. To, you know, yeah. just like this is this is it. Where this is what we're eating for yeah. the next four days, and um, I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it prolongs the holiday. You can't. You spend so much time planning and making, and all that stuff just gets better. Actually, day after day. I love so. cured. Yeah. So one of my favorite things to do with leftover turkey is to dip it in pickle juice. Oh. This is something I am almost positive I got out of a movie, and it was The Flamingo Kid, starring <laughs> Matt Dillon, and. <laughs> There's a scene where he's with his dad, and I think his dad is dipping turkey in pickle juice, and I don't. That's that's what I can remember as being of my how wow. that came to me. Yeah, and it is. It's like dipping it in a sweet and sour brine. It is so good, listeners. Try it. <laughs> gross as it sounds. Oh my god, I don't think that sounds gross at all. I guess you could like put relish on your turkey. Yeah, that's sort like of what I'm. Relish. Yeah, that sounds gross to me too. Okay, well. What about Russian dressing? Are you fine? I love that. Too creamy again. I like it uh -huh. clean and briny. Mm. That's why you're the pumpkin fudge gal, <laughs> and I'm the cranberry curd gal. Just calling pumpkin fudge. <laughs> I am literally dreaming about this this dessert. I can't wait for the excuse to make it. Yeah. So wait, you know what we forgot before we close off our Thanksgiving 2020 edition podcast? Yeah. Alfresco podcast is gravy. Do you have, oh, yeah. I mean, to me, gravy is so important, but, and if yeah. you screw it up, you shouldn't even serve it mm -hmm. because you can mm -hmm. really just mess up the whole meal. But like, are there any tricks, certain flavors you put in herbs? What's your, what's so your jam? the gravy, I, I normally depend on my mom or my sister-in-law to help me with the gravy. I, I do have a weird fear of failure with gravy. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and I, I do try to be gluten-free, so actually I use arrowroot to thicken it, which works oh. quite well. Um, and and it it's actually makes a lighter gravy. Mm -hmm. Somehow it doesn't, it's you know, thick. yeah, it doesn't yeah. have that flowery heaviness to uh -huh. it. Um, but, uh, so I really, I like that, but I don't think I put much in it aside from butter and... The broth. broth makes any turkey. Any vino? Any wine? A little bit of wine. A okay. little bit of wine. Yeah, for sure. But other than that, yeah, I like I like it very straightforward. I feel like with Thanksgiving, the the dishes should be pretty simple because they have to mix, you know. And if one dish has yeah. too much, I was gonna say for my my add-ins for gravy are definitely sherry. Mm. I like I can't oh, yeah. cook a, a turkey gravy without sherry. It needs that little That's boost a, of sweet. Yep. Uh, and thyme. That's my herb yeah. choice. Yeah, that actually sounds better. I think I usually stuff the bird with some thyme, so mm -hmm. I depend on that being there already. But sherry is, over wine, I would definitely choose sherry. Yeah. It's got a nice, really nice aroma to it that, yeah. Terrific. Makes it delicious. Well, I feel like I'm now ready. I'm hungry. To prepare for this <laughs> holiday. <laughs> That's why I wanted to do this, this recording, because I feel like I also have been kind of not super stoked about Thanksgiving simply because of what's happening. 
you know, and all the, the yeah. people I can't see and be with. But I think it's it is important to remember that it can be fun. It can be, and thank God there's good vaccination news right now, and we oh feel a little we, bit more hopeful. Yeah, Thanksgiving 2021, people! It's gonna rock! <laughs> oh my God. It's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> be like gonna a 48-hour disco party. <laughs> it's gonna be hundreds of people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for that. It's gonna be great. Well, yeah. thank you for hanging out with me thanks, on your porch. Thanks for letting, letting me uh, get excited about Thanksgiving with yeah. you. All right, listeners, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm hoping to resurrect this podcast on a more regular basis because I miss you all. I miss communicating. Uh, anyways, if anybody wants to take a virtual cooking class with me, we've gone totally online. So all you listeners who don't live in New York City and couldn't take a cooking class at our school before, hey, you can now. So check it out. Uh, we have different classes every week. Homecookingny.com. Toodaloo. Thank you for listening to Kitchen Radio. If you're interested in today's recipe, you can find that and more at homecookingny.com. Just click on the podcast link. There you can ask me any of your culinary questions or even pitch yourself as a future guest. And when you find yourself in New York City, please join us for a cooking class at Home Cooking New York, our cooking school in downtown Manhattan. Until next time, toodaloo!